I am just like that kid in that clip. I get really, really guilty when I do something wrong. And I just hate doing the wrong thing. But like him, I find myself doing the wrong thing really often. And I'll just start crying. I'll start telling every bad thing that I've ever done in my entire life. I can totally relate to that kid in the clip. Um, a couple weeks in Sunday school, this girl came up to me, and uh, we give the kids candy at some point at the end of the service, and I was about to give her a piece of candy, and she, with tears in her eyes, came up to me and said, I have to tell you something. And I, I said, all right, go ahead, say it. And she said that for weeks I've been stealing candy out of this jar through tears. I could tell that she just felt so guilty and so sad. And I said, you are a horrible person. I hate you. No. I I looked at her and I said, I forgive you. It's okay. Do not worry about it. Thank you for telling me, though. And as soon as I said that to her, a flip switched in her. And she was totally better in that moment. She suddenly, all that guilt was totally gone. And uh, you could just see that instant change. As soon as she realized she had gotten forgiveness, she felt so much better. Um, I don't know if kids still do this, but when I went to high school, there was such a thing as rolly backpacks. They were all the rage. I, I don't know what the deal with that, but one day, one kid decided to bring in his dad's luggage and put all of his books in it for some reason. And these little kids would take this throughout the school, and I never understood that, why they would carry around all these extra books, because that's the reason why we have lockers in middle school and high school. And kids would come flying down the hall with their dad's rolly backpack, right? And they're just running over people, and I'm going, what is wrong with these kids? Why would they carry all this extra baggage? And you know what? Just like I don't understand why those kids used those bags, you and I carry around a lot of extra baggage that we don't have to carry in our lives. And one of the biggest um, parts of our baggage is our guilt. Now, we are all imperfect people here tonight. We have all done things that we regret. Things that we wish we could change. Things that keep us up at night sometimes. And as much as we try and forget about them, they seem to come back. We push it away, but they always seem to come back. And this guilt has a way of eating into our hearts. And we wish so badly sometimes that we could just go back and change those moments and make a different decision in that moment. But the truth is, we can't. What's done is done. You know, guilt is a lot like a stain, right? You try and wash it off yourself, but it doesn't matter how hard you scrub, no matter how hard you try to forget it, it feels like that stain is always going to be a part of you. Like you're never going to get rid of that part or that memory of your life. You know, um, a couple of months ago, Jess and I went to Chick-fil-A after a funeral. And we were there with two of our friends and we're hanging out. And we were so excited to eat that. And I had my tux on. I had a, not a tux, a suit. I had this really nice suit on. It's gray. I love it. One of my favorite um, suits And we're sitting there eating, and Jess goes to open up her Chick-fil-A sauce. And I don't know what happened, but she squeezed the entire thing of Chick-fil-A sauce all over my suit. Now, I'm normally a very nice husband, but in that moment, I wanted to freak out. And I'm so glad that there were other people from church there to be witnesses, because I wanted to rage. Everything within me wanted to freak out. And she, like, instantly starts, like, trying to get it off me. She's, like, getting all the napkins she can. And I just kept saying, my suit 
is ruined. It's stained. It's going to be like this forever. I was so angry and I was so upset. But just like I felt like those stains were never going to come off my suit, some of you guys feel like that guilt in your heart is never going to go away, that it's going to be a part of you forever, and that you're never going to be able to remove it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had a really big storm. You guys remember that with the lightning and everything? Um, I live in an area where there are a ton of trees, and this giant limb had fallen off the tree. I, I mean, it was really, really big, and it had fallen on our fence, and it had broken it partially, and um, I was taking Jess to the, um, the orthodontist that day. She was getting something done with her teeth, and um, I looked at it, and I was like, man, that's crazy. I can't believe that felt like that. I got to take care of that when I get home, and she's like, you know how funny would that be if your grandma tried to take care of it? And I was like, what are you, crazy? Why would my grandma do that? Now, my grandma is one of the most stubborn women, w- women in the whole entire world. She is ridiculous, and I, we just kind of laughed it off. I took Jess to her appointment, came back home, and as we were pulling in the driveway, I kid you not, there is my grandma dragging this giant branch down the thing. And I was like, woman, you got to be kidding me. Like, I was like, this is not happening right now. My grandma can like barely walk. And here she is trying to carry this thing down the driveway. And I get out of my car. I'm like, grandma, what is wrong with you? You can't do that. You can't remove this. You need help. And I actually had to get an ax out, out and chop up pieces of it because it was just too big to carry. It was, it was too heavy. And guys, the truth is you and I need some help with our guilt tonight. That you can't move it on your own. You can't forget about it. As much as you would like to, it's always going to be a part of you until you make a choice to deal with that guilt in the only way that it can be removed. See, many of us have the head knowledge. Many of you guys know about Jesus. You know that he forgives. But you feel like it's too good to be true. You feel like This time, I've messed up too bad. This time, God's not going to overlook this sin. I've fallen way too short this time. He's not going to let this one go. This one's going to be a part of me forever. There's no way that God could really love someone like me with all the things that I've done. And the enemy does everything he can, right, to accuse us. That's actually one of his names in the Bible. It's called the accuser of the brethren. He loves to bring back those things to our memory. memory. The thing that already haunts us so badly, he brings it back time and time again. When we lay our heads down at night, he brings back that thing and he says, how could you do that? You're not a child of God. A child of God would never think like that, would never act like that, would never go to that place and do that thing. You're a failure. God wants nothing to do with you. When you see him one day, he's going to look in disappointment at you and say, I never knew you. See, he loves to whisper these things in our ears because that's what he does. He's the accuser and he makes our guilt feel so much worse than what it already is. And then the truth is that some of us just have a hard time forgiving ourselves. We've been Christians. Some of you guys have been Christians for a really long time, you know the truth and you still chose to do the wrong thing anyway. And now you're on the other side of it and you're looking back and you're going, how could I do that? How could I have possibly done that? I don't know if I could ever forgive myself. I don't know 
if I could let this go. I just hate myself so much because of the thing that I've done and the way that I've done it. How could a child of God do this? I don't deserve God. And so I'm gonna hold unforgiveness against myself. Guys, that is a very scary place to be. And my prayer tonight is if that's you, that God would speak to you tonight in a really unique and powerful way that would break down those walls because that's the only way that's gonna get through someone like you. So you have no problem forgiving other people, but when it comes to yourself, you have a really hard time. And that is a form of pride and that needs to be broken down. And it's so important that we know the difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is what God does. When we fall short, when we do something wrong, conviction points us to Jesus. Condemnation points us back to our sin and tells us it's gonna be like this forever, that there is no hope. And here's what's at stake tonight. Here's what we so badly need to see, is that guilt will ruin your life. It will send you down a road of sadness, depression, anxiety, fear. It will suck every good thing out of your life. And the truth is that Jesus has something to say about all of this. He knows what you've been going through. He knows what the accuser has been saying to you day in and day out. And there's something that you can do. There is hope for you tonight. And I hope that you would see this, that you wouldn't let this guilt rob you for another day, for another moment in your life. And so we're gonna look first in Psalm 32. We're gonna look at what David had to write about this very issue as he went through it. So Psalm 32 says this. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Guys, this is why your parents tell you not to do those things. This is why you've heard your whole entire life to stay away from sin because its consequences hurt so deeply and so badly. David is suffering so bad here. He's going, I have no strength left. The guilt of my sin and everything that I'm going through right now feels like the life is being sucked out of me. I am in agony every moment of the day and every moment of the night. David is hurting so bad here. Now, theologians believe that the sin that David was going through right here was what he did with Bathsheba. Now, most of you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with that story, but he had slept with someone else's wife and then he had that man killed. So he is an adulterer and he is a murderer. And now he's dealing with that right now. They're not sure that's, that's definitely what was going on in the psalm, but they believe that that is what's happening. And maybe some of you can relate to that tonight. Those sleepless nights, right? I know, I've been there. When something from five years ago or last week comes back into my mind and I just can't forgive myself where I just want to spend the night crying, where I have no hope, where I feel like all my strength is gone. I know what those feelings are like. And God wants to speak to someone in this room tonight who feels that way, who's going through that pain. Look at David's response in the next verse. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. 
See, the whole problem while David was feeling like this is because he kept silent about his sin. And some of you guys feel like you can hide your sin from God tonight. You feel like you can run from it. You feel like if you just push it really far away, that it can be forgotten about. Or just go away on its own. Let me tell you something. It will never, ever go away on its own. And here's the thing. Some of you guys might think you're cheating sin tonight. Some of you go, man, I don't feel anything for the things I've gone through. Sin will catch up to you. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Deal with it tonight before those consequences hit you dead on because it will be so painful. And so David decides, he goes, all right, I've tried to hide this from you, God, but now I'm gonna bring it before you. And that's exactly what some of you guys need to do tonight. Some of the things that you've been scared to tell God, you need to bring to him tonight. He already knows it. Isn't that the crazy part that you're, you're trying to hide it, but he already knows what you've done. You might as well just bring it before him tonight. Confess it. Lay it all out. Give him every detail of what is hurting you tonight. And let's see what happens after David does this. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. I love what David writes here. He doesn't just say, you forgave my sin. He says, you forgave the guilt of my sin. Not only, God, did you forgive my sin, but that feeling that I have deep down in my heart, like I deserve to be condemned, you've forgiven that part of me and you've removed that part of my life that was tearing me to pieces. And all you guys have to do tonight is bring it before him, to lay it at his feet, to stop hiding from it, to stop running from it, just to bring it to him. Now, here's what I'm sure some of you are thinking is, Joey, I've done that. I've brought my sin before God, but I don't feel any better tonight. I still feel that guilt deep down in my heart tonight. I feel like I can't separate it. And here's what you need to know is just because you can't feel that forgiveness tonight doesn't mean that God hasn't done it. Because he has. He has promised it time and time again through his word. And he is always faithful to his promises. And what is written is done. And so if God says that he forgives all sins, if he can forgive someone like David tonight, he can forgive you in what you are going through. And yet you might not feel it tonight. There are times where I have cried out to God on my hands and my knees through tears. And I said, God, you have to remove this guilt I haven't felt a thing. And you know what I have to do in those moments? I have to cling to Jesus. And I have to say, God, I don't feel your forgiveness. I don't feel your mercy right now in these moments, but I know it's true and I know it's real and I will not let the enemy accuse me and make me feel guilty about things that you have dealt with and gotten rid of. You have to fight through these seasons even when you don't feel the breakthrough. And I know that doesn't seem all that fair or all that right, but God has dealt with it. Now you're just fighting for the um, physical side of it because it's already done in the spiritual realm. And 
Here's something that's so important, guys. If God, the creator, who has all authority over life and death, has all authority over forgiveness, forgives you, how could you possibly not forgive yourself? You need to release yourself tonight. You need to say that I'm broken. I'm sinful. We all make mistakes. We all have things that keep us up at night. But God has dealt with them. You are free. You don't have to hold on to that thing. Let yourself go. Let yourself go. Because if God has separated it as far as the east is from the west, then you can too. And sometimes it takes fighting back against the enemy. So you can forget those sins that you have too because God has already dealt with them. I wanna look, take you guys through one more portion of scripture that I pray would really help you, that has really helped me a lot as I fight through this, as I have gone through my battles of trying to remove this guilt from my heart. It's in Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. Guys, there wasn't always the confidence that we have now just to walk into the presence of God. You couldn't always just walk right into his presence. Before Jesus, the temple was separated in two parts. The parts where men could be and they could go and fellowship and and worship God. And then the second part was the Holy of Holies and it was divided by a curtain. And the priest could go in there once a year, and they would wrap a rope around his leg with bells on it because there was a a bunch of things that the priest needed to do before he went into the holies of holies because God was so set apart, he couldn't be where sin was. And if you walked in, you would die if you hadn't gone through all the steps. And he would make a sacrifice for the people so that their sins could be forgiven. Now, I think about that. I'm going, I wonder when they decided to tie that rope around his leg with the belt. Like, how many people had to die before they realized, like, maybe we should set up a system here. Like, because God was just so holy. And it wasn't that God hated those people or he was angry. He just couldn't be where sin is. He is so the opposite of that. And it's something that we so take for granted that we can just walk right into God's presence. Let's read. This next verse. And since we have a great priest, over great high priest over the house of God, Jesus is this great high priest. He is the mediator between God and man. And he is our high priest. And he didn't bring a sacrifice on our behalf to clear away our sins. He was the sacrifice. And he walked into the holies of holies, completely pure, without guilt and without sin. Yet he was crushed. Yet he was beaten and he was killed. He was set apart in every way. But it was our guilt. Every wrong thing that keeps you up at night was laid on Jesus. Every thought that you've ever had every place that you've gone, 
Everything that you touched that you shouldn't have touched was laid on Jesus in those moments. And he paid the full price of that guilt and that shame was put upon him. What a great high priest we have, the mediator between God and man who carried our sins. Verse 22 says this, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Those stains that you feel like can't be removed from your life, you can never remove on your own. But there is only one thing. Listen to me, for those of you that are really hurting tonight, there is something that could remove that stain from your life. And it is nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And you need to ask him tonight to wash you in that pure water. You need to have your heart sprinkled, like this verse says, to clear your conscience of any guilt that it's holding on to from your past. And that blood has the power to remove those things that keep you up at night, that say that you are free tonight, that say that you are set apart, that say that you are a child of God. They don't have to haunt you anymore. He paid a huge price for you. And that's how your stains are removed. And for some of you guys, it's gonna take some work. And it's already been done. Everything has been done on God's side. But the enemy is gonna come and he's gonna accuse you because he doesn't wanna let you go. He doesn't want you to feel that freedom. And so you're gonna have to hold on to God's word. You're gonna have to fight through these times where you feel so condemned and so beat down. You're gonna have to cry out some days. There are gonna be some hard nights. But the victory is yours already in Jesus. His name is victory. And you will have it if you call out. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time because he has already paid the price. You guys need to know that your sin isn't something, your sin is something you did. It's not who you are. Stop letting the enemy tell you that. It's something you did. It's a bad decision in your life. It doesn't define you. It doesn't have a hold on your life. Jesus paid a price so that he could define you. So that you could be his and that sin would have no final word over your life. See, all the enemy can really can do to us is just play games with us. He can just make us feel guilty, make us feel dirty. But we aren't. We're God's. You're righteous. And if you will just call out, the freedom will be yours. And this next part is really important for some of you guys. And it's not the easy part. This is the hard part. You need to talk to someone. You need to bring this before someone. Bring what's in the dark into the light. Now, yes, you bring it before God, and that is one of the most important things that you can do. And you don't have to tell everyone what you've done and what you feel so guilty for and what you feel so beat up about. But you need to talk to someone. 
Because I know when I go through times like this, I can't see truth always. Sometimes it's easy to confuse God's voice and some of the lies that you're hearing in your head. It's really hard when you're going through a season of guilt like this. And you need to talk to someone who loves you and loves God. You can't just go to anyone and start talking to them. You need to go to someone who won't judge you, who won't look down on you, but can really help you. And in just a little while, there's gonna be some leaders on this stage who would love to talk with you about anything that you're going through. But this is gonna be a huge step for a lot of you guys tonight, bringing what's in the dark into the light so that God can work on, work on it in your life. Now, I know what the enemy's already whispering in your head because he's whispered it to me so many times. They won't love you anymore. They'll think differently of you if you tell them. They'll kick you out. They'll say you're a failure. Don't believe that lie. And if you feel like you can't talk to anyone, I promise you this, that you can talk to me. That I won't think differently of you. And this is why. It's because I'm the prodigal son. Because I know what it's like to be in some dark places and have God pull me out of them. To have to go to someone else and tell them things that I don't want to tell them. But I know that I needed to bring what was in the dark into the light. And God brought healing into my life because of that. And he's been healing and he will continue to heal. But you need someone who can help you as you fight through these things. You can't carry these burdens alone. It will overwhelm you and it will hurt too bad. Talk to someone tonight. Stop hiding. Stop running. And here's tonight's bottom line. What I so desperately want you guys to catch. Your guilt and your shame were nailed to the cross so that you could be free. It's nailed there and it's left there. Every wrong thing, everything that the enemy is telling you right now in this moment isn't, is nailed there with Jesus. And his blood covers it tonight. He paid such a huge price so that you could be free and so that you could be loved, so that you wouldn't have to suffer from shame and guilt. He bore it for your sake. I want you guys just to close your eyes as I ask the band to come back up. And I just want to remind you of a story in Luke 15 of the prodigal son who had given everything away. I pray that you would just picture what I'm saying right now as I say it, that you would just see the son who had left his father, traded it all away for pleasures that he knew were wrong, that he knew were apart from his father's will. One day, all his money runs out. All the glamour is gone. Sin's penalty comes. He finds himself lying in a, in a pig pen, eating pig slop. And he thinks to my, himself, man, maybe if I, if I just go and talk to my father, he'd take me back as a, as a servant. That he would have me work the fields. Maybe he would find it somewhere in his heart just to let me back on his property. He builds up his courage and he leaves and he, he heads back down 
to the Father's house. And, and God is calling out for you tonight to take those steps that the brokenness of your sin would bring you to the end of yourself tonight and you would remember your Father who loves you just like the Son did. And he starts walking down the road and he thinks to himself all the excuses and all the things he's going to tell the Father just to let him back. And tonight, if you've done something that has made you feel so guilty, so broken tonight, that has you in pieces, run to your Father tonight. Don't hold back. Forget the excuses. Bring it all before his feet tonight. And as the son gets closer to the house, he sees the father waiting for his son. Oh, child of God, your father is waiting for you tonight to come running back. He's waiting and he doesn't just stay at the door for his son to walk to him. He runs out the house off the porch and he grabs a hold of his son and he grabs a hold of him and he starts kissing him, hugging him. Child, that is what God wants to do for you tonight. He wants to meet you. Bring to him whatever you have. Stop running in a foreign land. He'll forgive you. He will redeem all of the things that you have done wrong. He will heal your guilty conscience that keeps you up at night. Run towards your Father. God, I pray tonight for every heart that is so broken tonight, God, that they would find hope in their Father's arms tonight, God. I pray for the people that are living in sin and don't care. God, that their consequences would hit them sooner than later, Lord. That it wouldn't do more damage, God. That you would convict their heart tonight, God. And they could begin the healing process. Thank you, God, that you are the great high priest. That you paid the ultimate sacrifice for us so that we could be free. And I pray boldness that people first and foremost would bring what's in the dark into the light to you, God. But they would have the strength to talk to someone tonight, Jesus. I pray that they would have the boldness, God, to know that they are so loved, that they are so, so loved, that no one would bring any condemnation, but there is freedom in Jesus. I pray, God, that your blood would wash over every guilty heart tonight. In your name I pray, amen.